0: impressive. Now we have uh, just a brief uh, amount of time. We're going to go away for a commercial. We'll be back and I want to talk about your uh, your name first of all. Is that your real name? Well, if
1: Pope John Paul II was to come here, would you ask him what his real name was?
0: Well, uh... <laughs> But it, you have to admit, it's an interesting name,
1: Mr. T. Right, well I changed it because I wasn't given respect before. You know, people have a tendency to always constantly call a man boy. For what reason, I don't know why, you know. So I changed mm-hmm. my name to Mr. T. So the first word out of everybody's mouth would be Mr., the sign of respect. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Now do you, do you have a first name? My
1: or- first name is Mr. My middle name is the period. My last name is the T. <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by 4-Eye production. And now, let's start the show.
0: You ready? Yep. Because I got a lot I want to talk about. Come on, let's go. Let's go. It's already 830. We ain't got time. Ain't got got, time, ain't got time, ain't got got time, time. ain't got (laughs) no time. Ain't got where's the future? Ain't got no time, ain't got no time, ain't got no time. When did he say that? Never mind, I don't care. I love Future. Um, his music, I don't love him, but he got some good, he got some good workout tunes. This is true. You need a good run. Awesome workout tunes. Go for it by your boy. What's
1: up, y'all? What up? What up? What up? We black like we never left. This is episode thirty of the Culture Shock Podcast. I am a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. What's up, girl? Hey, Hey. girl.
0: Hey.
1: So, so many things. I know I probably talked your head off before we even started. But that's what we do. I know. Every time. Fill each other in. And then we have to um, address our listeners. So, hope you guys had a great week. A great weekend. We're here to fill you in. B, how was your weekend? It was good. Slash week. Because
0: I hadn't seen you since I've been jet sitting because you neglecting me anyway uh, 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 mm-mm. anyway or whatever Courtney be neglected it's but it's good though I'm gonna let you slide I'm gonna let you slide speak speaking of neglect before
1: you say anything else I just have to say thank you guys for bearing with me the show is a day late It's all on me I was sick blame it on me come okay. on Chrisette say it's Michelle. my fault come on Chrissette um so But thanks for hanging in there and waiting for us. I got hit up a couple times (laughs) once the show was supposed to post, and it didn't. Um, But I was convalescing, so I appreciate your patience. Now, how was your weekend?
0: My weekend was okay. Um, I didn't do much. I did some home improvements, finally painted my spare room, which I had been saying I was going to do for like six months. Mm -hmm. Finally did it. Went to this cool hookah bar. I think it's called Lay Alley, Mm -hmm. and it's like a traditional hookah bar with the music. You can't have any alcohol. I love that. Um, And it was. Did they serve tea? I don't know. Okay, I didn't ask. I didn't see any. I love hookah and tea. Um, But they were just um, also like welcoming to us, and you know, we got up and and danced, and it was just really really nice Mm -hmm. to do like real hookah with like real people that actually really do hookah. Right. <laughs> like for real, for real. So um that's pretty much it. Went to church on Sunday and chilled and that's pretty much it. I had a really laid back weekend, which is rare.
1: I was gonna say, but it's necessary. Every now and then, like you need to just take some time
0: for you. So what did you do?
1: Man listen. listen
0: Listen. Five.
1: So, somewhere in the G5 middle Rada. of the week, I, it was so crazy, I can't even remember whether I left Tuesday or Wednesday, <laughs> but um, I left for San Francisco in the middle of the week, it's probably Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, because the show dropped on Tuesday. Um, got to San Francisco, and then friend of the show, um, Antonia, met us out, or met me out in San
0: Fran. A true friend of the show, you know uh-huh. what I mean? A true. A loyal listener. A show enough friend, a show enough listener. Shout okay. out to you, Tom. Hey, girl, hey.
1: Um, so met me out there on Thursday, but I went on Wednesday and I worked, um, the company that I worked for had like a field day going on on Friday. Mm -hmm. So when I tell you we ate like it was nobody's business, I played uh, two games of football, a little kickball. They had like this inflatable hungry, hungry hippo game. Now listen, I know it sounds (laughs) a little childish, but y'all it's so competitive. So if you can imagine. They have, like, these four little sections, Mm -hmm. and one person gets in four sections. There's a circle in the middle with all the balls, kind of like the old school game. They hook you to a harness, right? Uh And then, like, when the timer goes, you got to try to get as many balls. They changed the rules up this year so you can only get one ball at a time. And I was going against my manager. It was so aggressive. (laughs) I was exhausted, and we we decided that we were going to do the best out of three. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I I have never argued with this man oh so badly in my whole entire life. But, you know, it was all good. Um, the alcohol was on the house. Cool. They had food trucks like chicken and waffles, lobster trucks, um, homemade pizzas, like ice cream, mm-hmm. tacos, just craziness all up and down the field. So had a good time with that. Um, I probably have eaten at more new restaurants than I have at any time that I've been in San Francisco. So, like, there's this one um, Jamaican restaurant called Kaya. Okay. I had oxtails this week. Uh, I can't remember the other restaurant I went to on the last day, but ended up going to Oakland. Mm -hmm. So, they have this restaurant where they bring you out the food and then you cook it yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of like an all-you-can-eat, but, you know, I don't do buffets. Because nasty Germs, people, yeah. right? So they bring you all of the food and then you just cook it right there. They bring you the vegetables, rice, everything. Um, and I really enjoyed myself up until it was time to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaving Sunday. I already know that I'm going to get here like Sunday night. Everybody else left Sunday morning. This was a mistake on my part. I get to the airport. One guy in front of me, American system shuts down. Okay. Okay. I can't check my bag in. I'm there in time, but I can't check my bag in. I'm thinking it's just like in San Fran.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Turns out, the whole system went down nationwide. Because when I finally no. I had a layover in Phoenix, it was crazy in Phoenix. Couldn't figure it out. By God's grace, I even got on my plane in San Fran. They had some mercy on me um, because the system went down. So they checked my bag anyway. I was one minute away from having the doors closed on me whenever I got to the uh, airplane, mm-hmm. got on the plane, hot, sweating, had been running. Get to Phoenix, I'm cooling out, get to Charlotte. I have never seen so many people in this airport. I don't know, well, I do know what happened. This is when I figure out the American went down from a national standpoint, and people had missed their flights, been kicked off of flights, um, just several other things. People were running, trying to make new flights. It was just crazy. Mm -hmm. They uh, couldn't figure out where our bags were from our whole entire plane. So we we got there early, had to wait on the tarmac for about an hour to get off of the plane. Then they couldn't find our bags. When we finally got our bags, I stood in line for an hour outside waiting for my lift. And when I tell you I was sick by the time I got home and hit the door, I was sick. So there's
0: that. Plus people are nasty. I'm telling you. Calvin so and is, Putin and sneezing. <laughs> so this is why you guys we had to take a breather. All of that. But we here and we ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. Okay? <laughs> we here and we back
1: and black like we never black left. Black like we never left. So, good bad and indifferent, per usual, we give you the content, you get to decide how you feel about it. I'll give you my perspective, Bill will give you hers, but that
0: does not mean you have to agree. Shout out. So, I actually like it when people don't agree with me. Me too. Because then it gives me a chance to debate. (laughs) See, you just want to argue with people. No, 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 no. Debate. Okay. Because she don't argue. What? Because all I do is dress and rest. Because love don't live here anymore. (laughs) Where'd that come from? Where'd that come from? I don't know. Poetic justice. Come on now. You know we are the culture, black culture queens. Now you got to gotta catch my movie references remember when they were at the they went to the hair show and the lady that owned the salon the the brown scale lady she had always had the little dresses she owned the salon is this at the beginning this is at the end when they got to oak town and they got to oakland after all of that stuff had happened and and um justice was all sad or what have you about her and lucky mm-hmm. and she you know was giving her advice and she was like but don't listen to me because all i do is dress oh yes Cause love, don't yes,
1: leave you yes. <laughs> I do. Lord have Woo! mercy. Now you gonna make me go back and watch Poetic Justice. That used to be my movie when I was a kid. Ooh, tell them my age. It was
0: my. It was mine too. Remember, because I told you like that's the mm-hmm. one like song in, in the movie that will make me make me cry. That's mm-hmm. the one song, and it was actually the 25th year anniversary of Poetic Justice, like last week or week before last. So yeah. I just thought I'd throw that in there because
1: uh, Janet, duh. oh <laughs> Which is coming up. Yes, I'm going to see my auntie. Friday.
0: Yes, auntie.
1: So, um, what happened this week that affected you?
0: What happened this week? Oh my gosh. A lot of things per usual. A lot of things have happened this week. Um, But one of the main things that I really want to talk about, because I do give him a lot of flack, because <laughs> I just like to pick on his fans, because I feel like they are just, like, they, they just go with the wind. Like, wherever he goes, they go. So, one thing that really um, impacted me this week, um, and more so because I just had this conversation with one of my friends about schooling our children in an environment that is conducive to, like, their whole being. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, being able to have people that look like them teach them about their true history. So... LeBron James yes. opening this school has really made me like extremely happy.
1: Right there in his hometown of Akron.
0: Now that's what now that's what you call giving back.
1: So listen, the only thing I could think of is weren't they just telling him to shut up and play
0: basketball? Mm-hmm. This
1: is what you do when they tell you to shut up. You speak louder through your actions.
0: Exactly. And I think this just speaks so much to just him as a person. Mm-hmm the needs that are there that these, the needs of these children that are in these underserved communities, mm-hmm. it goes directly against the policies that the Trump administration, um, is trying to push like with the charter schools yeah. and taking money away from the public school systems. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you think about like little kids, you know, like he's their Michael Jordan. So to be able to go to a school, by somebody like that, that you look up to from your hometown, that's basically a hero. Yeah. I mean, it's just dope. It's just such a good thing. And I just wanted to mention, see what happens when you got a strong black woman. Just saying, just saying, just saying, I'm not saying it's all her, but you don't see the other ones that ain't got one doing stuff like (laughs) that.
1: So with some detail. Um, so the name of the school is I promise, right? I promise school. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And um, I I hear that it's approximately 240 at-risk students Mm -hmm. that that are attending the school. So that's pretty dope. The tuition is free. The uniforms are free. The transportation up to a certain radius is free. uh, The breakfast and the lunch and the snacks are
0: free. And they even have, like, GED programs for the parents. Awesome. And I do want to say this, too, because so I don't have to go back and clarify this. LeBron James, this is awesome by him but mm-hmm. um prime time Deion Sanders also had a school yes too. he did um and I know that he was getting a lot of like pushback like the parents not really wanting to you know be active and you know help get the kids there he had to be, like ended up getting like a, a bus system and all this kind of stuff to get the kids to the school so right. you know th- these these guys are out here trying to make a make a difference and they are not just put here to just shut up and play ball. Right.
1: Because
0: no. that's just a that's just a piece of them. Exactly. That's, that's just not a means who they are to, yeah, holistically. That's, yeah that's just a means to an end. That's just that's their passion and their job but these are the types of things that make them great all around so I you know I can't hate on LeBron this is awesome
1: definitely shout out to (laughs) LeBron and
0: I I I can't
1: confirm this but I also heard that all of the students who graduate Mm
0: -hmm.
1: have um tuition paid at um Akron University
0: oh my gosh that is so good
1: so guaranteed tuition pay
0: awesome so congratulations guys um I don't know what else um let me see what else happened um, did you hear about, oh, speaking of LeBron, since we're talking about LeBron, LeBron just doing his thing. So apparently him and Octavia Spencer are producing oh my God. Um, uh, a Netflix show. Um, and if you don't know Octavia Spencer, she was one of the main characters in The HIP, like probably the funniest character in the whole movie. Um, but they're producing a show about Madam C.J. Walker for Netflix. Yeah. And um, for those of you who are unaware with black hair care. Madam C.J. Walker was an innovator in the black hair care industry for women um, and became the first self-made female millionaire. Since we're all wanting wow. to go around this self-made-ish, she was actually a self-made millionaire and LeBron James is going to executive produce this show.
1: I saw that. I'm so excited and I do love Octavia. She is hilarious. She is. I wonder if she's going to be making pies. I hope <laughs>
0: I hope not. Not the kind she was making Ooh, in that. Um, right. That was so good to me, honey. And I, she deserved every piece of that pie. She surely every did. Every piece
1: of that pie. I wish she had eaten the whole thing. Um, speaking of amazing women, can we just stay there for a second? I mean, we could talk about amazing women all day, but there's one in particular, um, Maureen Robinson Snowden. Have you heard of her?
0: I have heard of her, but I don't know if all the people have. So let the people know. Let me tell you what happened.
1: So, she's a Miami native, and she's the first black woman to earn her Ph.D. in nuclear engineering from MIT, which is a huge deal, because MIT is tough. Yeah, it is. Um, So, she walked across the stage on June the 8th this year. Of course, she finished before that, and um, that's just really exciting. Again, just like I I think we talked about um, Shabon Day a couple weeks ago on the Mm -hmm. show. So, just continuing to show these young ladies out here that... You know, we're not stay-at-homes. We're not all stay-at-homes. We're not all Instagram models. Like, we can do any and everything.
0: Right. It's okay to not have booking info in your bio or to be selling flat tummy tea or popsicle or whatever the hell it is they're selling this week. Right. It's okay to not do that. Like, you do not have to do that. To no shade if you are. No, no, no. No No shade if you are. Then you say you
1: wanted booking in your bio? That's a joke. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to put it up there eventually,
0: but it's a joke. Like, what am I going to do? Like, no it's a many things you can do many things but you don't have to do that this is true or you can do that and other things and be double popping very true boom pal skirt
1: (laughs) (laughs) um one of my favorite women beyonce i just hired the first black photographer to shoot for her um so what is anna winter yes she let Beyonce choose. Is that customary no. like for you to be? I didn't think so no. for you to be able to choose your photographer. And
0: especially not. Especially not in the September issue of Vogue. So because the, it's the September issue. The September issue of Vogue. Or the, the September issues of most any fashion magazine. magazines. Mm-hmm. Are usually a big deal. Um, Because it's just September. This, the September issue of Vogue magazine is kind of like the back-to-school edition. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, you know, all of the, the change of season, the Revitalization. new Revitalization. Yes, mm-hmm. being able to change your wardrobe, seeing what all the new designers have in store. So it's a huge, huge deal. And it's usually the thickest issue of any fashion magazine um, all year, which Beyonce has been on the cover of Vogue before. Of course. And I think it's awesome because it's in September, which is her birthday, birthday month. Mm-hmm. And this will be... The first time in Vogue's 126-year history yes. that a black photographer will shoot the cover. And Beyonce handpicked. She's so intentional. Him. Mm-hmm. She handpicked this person. And from what I was reading, it's like they're giving her unprecedented control over everything.
1: Because everything she does is excellent. So they're probably thinking like, listen, we would do this. We know Beyonce is going to take it to another level. So let's just let her have free reign. So the gentleman that she chose, his name is Tyler Mitchell. He is twenty three years old. This kid is twenty three years old, and I kind of don't want to call him a kid, but I am because I mean it as a compliment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he's already shot for Marc Jacobs and Givenchy, and he said, to "I'm the, so
0: glad you pronounced that correctly." What Givenchy? Oh yeah, because people be people be eating up these words. Givenchy. Oh my! And I'm just like, so you went pay money for something you don't even know how to say. What is Gavinci? It is not Gavinci. I'm like, Lord have mercy. I've heard Gavinci. Negroes want to have something. Negroes want to have everything. I've heard Gavinci. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've heard Gavinci. I've heard. uh... I've heard Gavanchi.
0: Gavinci. Ja- something else. I, don't know. I said. I said you mean Givenchy? Yeah. That's what you mean to say. Well, uh, you. If they
1: didn't argue back with them with you, then it's oh, they, all good.
0: you can't argue with the truth, fact. Because the truth some gonna people be try, what, the truth gonna be what it t i is. You hear me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Tyler said to the New York Times, "I depict black people and people of color in a really real and pure way, and I'm sure that's why Beyonce chose him. So I'm looking forward to that. September is one of my favorite months. Um, autumn is my absolute favorite season. Same here. And um. Because it's literally the time where I feel rejuvenated and mm-hmm. I feel revitalized and we get to knock off some of the sweat from the summer, clean our pores and just start fresh um, to get like our, our last little kick in for the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a second wind, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, and not to mention all the boots and the jackets Ooh,
1: especially the dark the jackets. lipsticks
0: I can wear and all kinds of stuff. There you go. I love fall. I, I I see. But speaking of September issues, did you see Rihanna? Girl,
1: it has such a... Okay, so Rihanna is on the cover of the September issue of Vogue, um, British Vogue. Yes. Yes. Is either British or Brazil. I think it's British. British. Okay. I know someone to be. Listen, it has such a... Um, Couture, like Alice through the
0: looking glass. Yeah, it, she looks look. like a geisha, too, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She reminds me, she's very geisha esque. Um, and what's the lady? Tim Burton's wife, who's always a witch. What is her
1: name? Oh, I cannot remember her name, but, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Bellatrix Lestrange. Yes, yes, yes. It's that, very that person.
0: It's very that, almost. And it's good for her. And I'm like, nobody else. Now, look. Now everybody know that Rihanna could have just been a model and still been probably just as famous. Right. But if I see now if I see L one of y'all with them thin ass eyebrows, it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> because I said now, if I, now Rihanna, what I love if you. you. Born with them? Uh-uh. You better go get some micro shading, blading, tinting pencil. If I see you any can't of y'all. You all but
1: so much tint to the listen. You get I'm a microblate.
0: You get a microblate. No, you no, no. If I see anybody with <laughs> their eyebrows up, like that. Got me over here rubbing my eyebrows. And they eyebrows. be like, well, Rihanna, boo boo, your name is not Rihanna Fenty. Okay? Not, your name ain't Robin Fenty. Don't do that. Now you're gonna make me go back and look at these pictures to see don't do not do Don't do eyebrows like. like that. Rihanna can do that because she is a high fashion mod, model. Okay? You cannot do that. Cause if I see anybody with them eyebrows, it's over with, sis. I ain't saying nothing I'm else until I
1: see these eyebrows.
0: You didn't say and y'all um, can fight me. I was like, oh, that's why I said geisha. Oh. That's why I said geisha. <laughs> but it is high fashion and she looks good. Now I ain't saying she don't look good now. no no none of y'all navy fans come come and try to try to uh do anything to me because you will get stung. But <laughs> <laughs> Don't y'all wear the eyebrows like that. <laughs> so Love you, Riri. Can't wait for this ringing apple. I will be bumping it. Ooh, fact. Don't talk
1: about <laughs> it. Let's, let's not go there. Um, did you see uh, the last episode of Power with
0: Kendrick Lamar on it? I did not, but from the looks of it, yo, the looks of the pictures, yo. he deserves an Emmy. I saw a. He clip. deserves an Emmy. Just that is one my, clip. That's my dog. That's, that's my dog. My
1: dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for Kendrick whenever I was in um. Uh, in California this week, like, just wanted to daff him up a little bit. Like, so his name on the show is Laces. Mm-hmm. And he plays a crackhead. I did not have an opportunity to watch the episode. I don't have stars. You know what I'm saying?
0: Somebody wants to hook me up? I'm going to you know, binge. What your I'm going to binge it. I'm going to binge that, and it's something else. Queen Sugar. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. binging. Uh, I'm Because people just get on my nerves because they start telling stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, I'll just watch it on my own, my own time. So... Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see Kendrick, and I love this direction that they he's going he in. They say he killed it. I'm happy for him. I mean, just just from the looks alone, he deserves some recognition. But I heard that he missed the deadline for niche. nominations. Yes. So, yeah. But um, this won't be the last that he. This won't be the last of no, him. No, no freaking way. So I'm excited for him, and I can't wait to to sit down and watch it. But I want to be able to watch it when I have some free time, like maybe on. I'm telling you, I watch. I do most of my binging on, like, Saturdays. when I don't have anything to do. Like, mm-hmm. Saturday mornings. Yeah. Like That's I'll the best watch. time. So, um... After a good workout? Yeah. Early so I'm, workout? I'm, I'm happy to see Kendrick out on
1: TV. Yeah, me too. Me too. I can't wait to see him in more movies. Um, or a couple movies. I feel like <laughs> this is... Like, how I felt about Tupac when I was younger. And, and I finally saw Tupac in, in a movie or in movies. And I was like, yes. like, it made you love him more. Yes, it made me love him more. So I feel like I'm going to feel the same way about Kendrick. Like, I already adore him as an artist. Can't wait for him to come out with a new album. Can't wait to sit in a seat, purchase my ticket to go to another concert because it was phenomenal. But I love to see him on the big screen.
0: And I just don't feel like, you know, there are a lot of artists, especially West Coast artists, you know, and everybody loves Pac. And some, some West Coast artists, like, don't like Pac or they... Yeah. But I don't. I I just feel like as far as artists now, like I kind of feel like he's like one of the only artists that I feel like embodies like the spirit of pop. Not like me he's, too. I thought I was crazy. Yeah, like him or trying to be like him, but just that wokeness with the skill. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like and using it for good. Not to say that Pac didn't have a lot of questionable ish going on, mm-hmm. but you you knew like inside like he he. Really meant well for his people. He meant good for his he did. people. And, uh, you know, I just feel like he embodies that spirit of Pac, even with like the acting and stuff. And I just, I just know in my heart of hearts that Kendrick is going to be around for, a, he's going to be around forever. Yeah. There's no telling what he's going to end up doing. And I love every minute of it. So can't wait to watch.
1: I'm hoping he can be um, what I thought Tupac was going to grow to be had he lived, which is mm-hmm. something like an ice cube
0: mm-hmm. where,
1: you know, you get into movies and then you start you know producing movies and just having your own i mean shows like like, i would love to see him segue into that if that's what he wants
0: yeah and he could definitely do it
1: exactly um and you want to hear something that i think is funny i'm not saying it's funny i'm just saying i think that it's funny tell me girl
0: tell me girl spill it so
1: did you see where Donnie's star on the uh, walk of fame got vandalized again yes and it should have it was with a pickaxe that is not the first time but this time it was by 24 year old austin clay who immediately turned himself in for vandalism which is a felony but the kicker is that he's rumored to have been bailed out by the person who um vandalized it last time (laughs) which was james otis which for me is like it's funny and it's a double slap in the face like yeah i did it the first time and i'm gonna bail out the person and some people are like oh you know why would you do that you got to turn around and pay i get it trust me i get it um so james otis who did it in 2016 this was before trump actually won the presidency received three years probation for that felony um, for vandalism and was ordered to pay $4,400 uh, for damages and attorney's fees and perform 20 days of community labor in the 2017 year. Um, so his, the bail for Austin Clay was $20,000. Why? I don't know. Maybe but James had, paid it though. Maybe
0: he had, maybe he had a um, previous charge or something. Maybe so. Or they could just be being assholes and trying to, trying to ward off other people from doing it. Yep. That's okay. but, but I mean, I just hope that we don't have to deal with this orange troll for much longer after, you know, because it's almost rolling to 2019. So we're getting ready. If nothing happens before uh, 2019,
1: then it'll be our job to get him out of there.
0: It will be. But, you know, his lawyer, Michael Cohen, is basically yeah. flipping on him. Um, The Paul Manafort trial started today. And I typically don't get into this on here, y'all, because I'm like a nerd when it comes to this yeah. politics stuff, because I need to know what's going on.
1: They're giving him a hard time, though. Who? The, his lawyer.
0: Yeah, they are giving him a hard time, and Paul Manafort is facing life. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, if any impeachment processes start, um, all of this thinking that you're going to get pardoned is mm-hmm. out the it's window. out the window, mm-hmm. So, hopefully that will happen. Hopefully they'll give up some good information that can incriminate him or at least make him... Um, liable to turn over his tax returns and then they can just continue to follow the money trail but if it doesn't happen and he's still actively sitting in the office because i'm not ever going to call him president Mm -hmm. we got to get him out that's okay we got to get him out and we will i'm confident we got to either we got to get him out and we have to vote in um november but i'll i'll talk about that a little bit later okay sounds good what else Um, this is something that is usually up your alley, but I thought it was interesting and I felt like I would share it with, um, the good people, especially the people that are here in Charlotte. So did you see that Amazon has chosen Charlotte for a distribution center and fulfillment center here in Charlotte? Mm -hmm. Um, I think they already have two smaller locations, but this is going to be a bigger one. Um, and it's going to be located in West Charlotte, which is funny in itself because you know where Charlotte is. Right. Where we at. Right. Hey. But the Charlotte City Council just approved um, a new incentive package in order to finalize that deal. So the council voted to sell Amazon 100 acres of undeveloped land for $7.5 million on the west side. And give them $13.4 million um, in incentives for a $200 million distribution center that Amazon says will bring 15,000 new jobs to the area. And it's going to be off the southeast corner of 485 and Wilkinson Boulevard. But my question is, this same thing happened in my hometown with the Facebook. And, you know, they went through all this rigmarole. Should we bring it here? And they put this huge data sense, data center there. Yes. But none of the people from my hometown got these jobs. Right. So, yeah, you're saying that it's going to bring, bring 1,500 new jobs, but are you going to hire people from the communities here
1: in Charlotte? So it just depends on what the skill level is that is needed because what they'll say is, well, we would hire the people in the community, but they don't have the skill level. So it's important for us on the front end to find out what kind of jobs they're going to be looking for to hire mm-hmm. in, the, in the Charlotte area and then ensure that... Our community is either equipped with those skills or try to figure out over the next two years how to gain those skills so that, you know, in preparation for,
0: so if for any, the move. Anybody is out that's out there that's listening to us that's in with, you know, tech stuff or you work in that industry or you want to get into that industry, um, learn some shit. Because right. jobs is coming. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to be rude, but just learn some shit. This is why we're right, here together. Yeah. That's
1: why I'm here. It's why you're here really. We mm-hmm. wanted to be in this area because we knew that over the next five to ten
0: years the money is coming. Yes. And so we we have to be knowledgeable because if we, you know, don't know that these things are coming right in our like in our sections of town. And you know what's gonna happen. They're mm-hmm. gonna bring this stuff to the west side of Charlotte, which has been historically a black area yep. and then they're gonna push everybody out right because They'll
1: go through gentrification a lot quicker yes it's, gonna, it, it's they're trying it anyway
0: they're trying and one thing i got to say about gentrification um i seen a post on facebook one of my friends has shared it and then i shared it all of my gentrifiers if you do not like black shit Or you're offended by shit that black people do. I agree with this. Stop moving into our areas. I agree with this. Because this is where a lot of that calling the police on people shit is coming from. Yeah, you calling the
1: police on us for stuff that we've been doing since before you got here. Since
0: before you got here. If you don't like loud music, if you don't like cookouts, okay, if you don't like us standing out talking fellowship and being loud, doing the things that we do, don't move over here. Right. Because ain't nobody finna stop doing what we've been doing because you came over here for cheap rent and and cheap properties. Goodbye. Exactly. Ashley. You and your mama.
1: <laughs> you can go and get the hello, you and your mama. <laughs> I love a good song. Woo! Me too, girl. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Um Jesus. That was a lot, B. I appreciate you sharing that though. I
0: need mean, I feel like I needed to, um, because the culture that the culture of black folks doesn't only encompass singers and rappers and act like there are other things that we have to discuss yes. with you all.
1: There are other black, there are black people who are excelling in every area of life. We want you guys to be one of those. hmm So. Um, I have a bit of, okay, so I got some Cardi B news per <laughs> usual.
0: Per usual. Beltelis.
1: Alamanzar. Or what's, um. Wingardium Leviosa. Exactly. That
0: too. Cardi B
1: canceled her plans to tour with Bruno Mars. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of sad. I feel kind of
1: sad, but not... I mean, more so for her. Like, she was so excited. That's a, um, that was a good look for
0: her. It really that was, was. That would have been... Not to say that through that song that she didn't get exposure, but that would have been exposure to a totally different audience for her. And so, yes. I just wonder what she would have been singing. Um...
1: I I don't know. I mean, her regular Listen, let me tell you I mean, something. I know that Let's she get would, something but... straight because I saw something that said she and Lauren Hill are the only two uh what? female rappers are black female or I guess female rappers that ever hit the 100 top 100.
0: Yeah, but you know that you, you know you know you know who Bruno's fans are.
1: And those are Cardi B's fans too.
0: Trust me. Cuz I'm just like, you know, but a, a lot of our Caucasian friends take their little kids to see Bruno Mars.
1: But, but, so I didn't get to go to Bruno Mars whenever he came here in Charlotte, but some of my friends did, and whenever they left, they were like, we weren't expecting some of the profanity. (laughs)
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: So, and that was just at Bruno Mars. So, I'm sure that whatever Cardi did would have been right in line, and I want to say this, I feel sad for her in this moment, but... Cardi's going to be fine. She's going to be blessed. I just know it. You know, we talk about authenticity all the time. She's one of the realest people that that we are able to see in a social media setting. You can tell it's genuine. And so she's going to be fine. But she did say this is a quote from her. She said, I thought that after giving birth to my daughter, that six weeks would be enough time for me to recover mentally and physically. I also thought that I'd be able to bring her with me on tour, but I think I underestimated the whole mommy thing, which is so important. Get back to that. Not only am I just not ready physically, I'm not ready to leave my baby behind since the doctor explained it's not healthy for her to be on the road. And I just want to take a second to say this speaks to so many things regarding real life scenarios. If mm-hmm. we think about like real women every day who go to an, and Cardi B is a real woman, also, but I'm just saying, like, women who work in factory jobs or who work desk jobs, who are asked to come back to work after six weeks. There are some businesses who give you appropriate maternity leave, but it just encompasses so much. So, like, babies need their parents, they need their moms, moms need recovery time moms need for dads to have paternity leave so that they can have some help so that they can switch out a little bit like it's so important and to hear somebody who has the money to get a nanny who has family who probably doesn't have to work because she can take care of them too to watch the baby and she had to cancel her portion of the tour with Bruno Mars because she even says she overestimated like being a mommy that's that says a lot and she also talked this week about the snapback Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure, sure we'll talk about at some point, but how she thought she was just gonna snap back, and that's so unrealistic.
0: And I've been saying that. Yes, yeah, unrealistic. And I think it's disgusting how people were going in on Chrissy Teigen talking about her body and all this. And I'm just like, I bet your mama looked like that. I shit up, baby. Exactly. Like Unless... these these girls that y'all think that snap back. And even even the women that I know that have snapped back, mm-hmm. it wasn't the next week. Right. Like it takes time for your body to. Heal from that, like you just carried a watermelon in your stomach for 10 months. Right. Like it takes, it's unfair. It's, it's unfair it's way too much expectations. expectations. Right. And I think it's just very mature of her to put herself and her family first. Right. And it Agreed. just reminds me of something that Beyonce would do. Like, I don't give a damn about I got these kids to worry about. That's right. Because these kids going to be here when y'all not. That's
1: right. Meanwhile, so, Blue Roomie and Sir, absolutely gorgeous over at the On The Run Tour
0: 2. Living it what? up. What?
1: Looking unbothered.
0: Living it up. I just
1: want Beyonce to wear that ponytail whenever we go to see her. I George know. Them. She done switched
0: up that hair. But I cannot wait. you know what? Wait. I I like Beyonce with when she has the flowy hair that she needs the fan for. Not the flowy hair, but like the big kind of ringlets almost. Okay. It's kind of like. Kinky curly, mm-hmm. I like that, and I loved Beyonce with the bob. I was gonna I say I love Beyonce, Beyonce with the bob too. That was one of my favorite things. That That's was one true. of my favorite that it's just and sassy. the and the ringlet, the natural ringlet, right. curly type stuff. We keep going but back to Beyonce. I know, today. girl. We about to see Sus. I know. We rolling up
1: on that we time, so we can't sus.
0: help it. And this is gonna be numbers. Seven, oh, 7 and 8 from me. 7 and 8 <laughs> Ooh, and I don't care let her um, come out with an album it'll be 9 and 10 I don't I, I fully believe listen. I don't yeah. care y'all can judge me judge your mama don't Woo. judge me Um, <laughs> is that all we do is like relate everything to us all I think so oh my god
1: I can't <laughs> um Oh, you know I love movies, right? I saw that Jamie Foxx is getting ready to play Robin Hood, and Robin Hood is just one of my favorite stories I'm of like all time. Me, well, that's okay. It's coming out. <laughs> they, they'll be all right. They're I'm still like going to go see man. it. I love Robin Hood. Um, still from the rich, give to the poor. Whether it's the cartoon or, like, any other version, whether it's Men in Tights, like, I've always loved that story. And low-key, Robin Hood in the little Disney movie was fine, even though he was a fox. Like, he was a fox, yeah. He- <laughs> I don't I remember when I was little. I remember. But yeah, I'm looking forward to see what Jamie Foxx does with that role because he can sing. We've seen him on shows. He's funny. Um, he's a great comedian, but he's a- also really good in the movies that yes. I've seen him in. So I can't wait. It comes out fourth quarter, just in time for the holidays in November. I want Jamie to
0: give us another album. <clears throat> you think he will? I think he will eventually, but I want Jamie to give us another album. I would even... And listen, you will find out, you guys, once it gets closer to Thanksgiving and all that stuff, I freaking love Christmas, Christmas. music. Yes, you do. And what I want you? Jamie Foxx to give me a Christmas album. Oh, it would be good. I mean, I Jamie. can give us any, like, give me anything. Give me a, a R&B album. Give me a Christmas album. Because I'm going to tell you, don't sleep on the Christmas music. Because, um, did you hear Tamar's Christmas album? Yeah, I did. Ha, Ben, okay? That girl was singing her face off on that Christmas. at DC three boys to men. All of the Christmas. I mean, nothing beats the Temptations. But you temptations, know what I'm saying. Temptations, like I can see Jamie giving us a good little Christmas tease. Man, listen and listen. We don't have that much time, do we? See, that would be good. Listen, Jamie. Jamie, you, you got listen? just enough time. Listen, you got just enough time. Look, because you about to you doing Robin Hood coming out the end of the year. He robs from the rich, gives to the poor. Christmas is about giving. They gave Jesus gifts. Boom. Christmas out. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Hire me. Hire like, me, Jamie. You know what That's I That's like. good marketing or whatever. And I need to go to school for that. Hire me, bruh. Oh my
1: God. Somebody Jamie come Fox, get y'all. her. At
0: Jamie Fox, We
1: are going to add Jamie Foxx in this episode and hope that he makes it far enough into the episode to listen, <laughs> listen to you go off Jamie, like that. Jamie, call me, bruh. So how much time we got left before Christmas? Couple, mm, it'll
0: be like before it's like a hundred something
1: days away. Jesus I don't Christ! Know, I was trying to find, but it's um not too far off.
0: I ain't buying gifts this
1: year. Yo, I'm well, not I already told y'all last, going last month. Uh, I ain't gonna keep talking about it. But I know I told y'all last month. Like newly engaged, trying to play for a wedding, can't do it, won't do it. And I know so we're if talking you're about listening Christmas. Actually, <laughs> right. Christmas, Christmas in July. July. <laughs> well, by the time they hear this, it'll be, it'll be August, August first. But you know. We recorded it in July.
0: So, anyway, um, uh, that was a bit a bit much. It was, but you, you listen. I used to leave the calf every day to go back to my room and watch Jamie Foxx at nine o'clock on BET.
1: Let me tell you something. So, <laughs> I, I used to think i get hyped Jamie. I used to think that um, you remember the song that he sang to Fancy whenever she walked down the aisle? Fancy pants. <laughs> used to always think I was gonna walk down the aisle to that song, but so many people have done
0: it since then. I'm like. I don't don't know what I would walk down the aisle to but I I know a song that I would, I want to dance Mm -hmm. with my husband to. It doesn't have to be the dance but I know a song that I want to dance with my husband.
1: That's gonna be the the trouble for me, like, trying to figure out because I love music so much. Yeah.
0: But I'm gonna tell you my friend Brian and his wife, I think they've had the best wedding that I probably have ever been to Uh in my life. And They, their first dance together was to, um, the um, best of me by Anthony Hamilton. It was so good. (sighs) What a good choice. All the feels. I know it was, I wasn't expecting that. It was good. Did you cry? I wanted to, I, I, I teared up during the ceremony. They just had a a beautiful wedding. And my friend Brian is a music person. So Mm -hmm. they walked out to, um, Stevie Wonder, all I do. Like that's what they walked out to and they were leaving. Like it was just, it was just good. That was perfectly set up. It was so good, but yeah. Fine, anyway, I need we get services. all the way off. I know, right? Oh yes, you need to hit Brian up. Uh, At DJ Nerve on Instagram. He can DJ. He can produce music. Okay. Hometown Spindale, what up?
1: I got bad news. So bad news. If you got anything? Oh no no no! I know what I wanted to talk to you about. So, I won't spend too much time on it. But, you know, before I started boycotting the um, NFL, the Cowboys have been my team. Um, and I did not know. I guess I was in a bubble for a few days. I did not know that Jerry Jones basically said. So, we've discussed on the show how, like, um, the players for the NFL are allowed to stay in the locker room. Correct. Instead of coming out and protesting. Correct. But if they protest they're going to be fined. Correct. And then that was put on hold. Well, good old Jerry Jones, Master Jones, has said uh, that, because right. that's what he thinks he is, has said that um his boys, his boys, his <laughs> boys, and I, I'm intentional with the word boys because I truly believe he probably calls them that, said... Yeah, my boys. Mm-hmm. S- how about them boys?
0: <laughs> uh, that's, y'all, that's your team.
1: I said it was before I started boycotting. <laughs> I They have not gotten... An ounce of my money since then, although I would, you know, always wanted never mind. Anyway, so Jerry Jones said that his players could not kneel, nor could they stay in the locker room. Now that made me angry as it is, but then Dak Prescott comes out and he says this I never protest during the anthem, and I don't think that it's the time. I'm sorry. Or the venue to do so. The game of football has always brought me such peace. And I think it does the same for a lot of people. What does that have to do with anything? I don't understand why people don't get it, B. I don't understand why people don't get it. Okay, just because it's brought you so much peace does not mean that the reason why people are protesting...
0: There's never a good time to protest.
1: Exactly. If any time, this is the time to make things uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Coon Prescott.
1: Exactly. But you
0: know, he... Ooh, he huh, said, I'm shut up. "I ain't even gonna say it because I was about to say something that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I ain't gonna say
1: it." He went on to say, "When you bring such controversy to the stadium, to the field, to the game, it takes away. It takes away from that. Oh, it takes away from the joy and the love that the, that football brings a lot of people. And
0: they still gonna watch it. And here's my thing." So and still
1: not going Tommy Loren oh God it's it backs <laughs> Dax backs that statements um and I just want to say that if Tommy believes in what you said you need to look in the mirror and reevaluate Yes
0: and, and this is a question that I want to ask my white friends my Caucasian friends. First of all, That's this is the first, first question. This is the first question. Where did you get this idea that you are the authority over where we can protest? Number two, where would you have us to protest? Where, where is an appropriate place to protest? Out of the How, way? I, Out of their way? Exactly. Exactly, because I mean you can't protest at the games, you can't protest in the street, you can't protest here, you can't do this here, you shouldn't be like this. The the point is you just don't want it you just don't want to see it, period, because it makes you uncomfortable and it makes you have to think about the privilege that you had and put yourself in somebody else's shoes for a moment and you don't like doing that.
1: Right. It's kind of like those um those old school classes that Jane used to do. I think we played a clip of Jane at the top of the show a few weeks back, um, but where she asked people in the class, like, and it would be a classroom full of white people most of the time, but she would say, if you would like to be treated as black people in America are treated, as you know, it please stand up. And nobody would stand up. And she'd be like, no, I don't think you understood the question. And she would repeat it. And she would then say, because nobody would stand up. She would say, so, that lets me know that you know what's going on, mm-hmm. and you don't want it for yourselves, but you're willing to allow it for you know other people. other people who don't look like you.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: So I just needed to say that. Talk about the disappointment. I'm slightly disappointed. It's hard to disappoint me because I don't put anything past anybody. But I, I want to know past like Jerry Jones because he's a good old boy. What what they threatened him with? Um, I know. I don't know.
0: And Trump, he he's a He's a Trump seeker fan. Right. He he's he's a Trump butt kisser. So right. I'm and he just looks like a redneck. I know that's so stereotypical and judgmental, but he just looks like he may call you a nigger as soon as you leave out of the room. I'm sorry he does, and I'm pretty sure he does all the time. I'm sure. I'm certain of it. You're positive. You put I a dollar on it. Positive. Okay. I am positive. Possible. So bye, Jerry. And
1: bye to the cowgirls, because I don't like y'all no way. So Wait a minute. <laughs> mind your business. Ain't <laughs> like nobody no in way. here talking about the browns. Like you. I mean, you never first of heard all, me say no nothing. First
0: of, first of all, do I need to flip the table? <laughs> <laughs> do the table need to be flipped? If you could ain't flip nobody this no browns fan. Ta- if you could flip this table over. Now, don't make me get mad, okay? <laughs> don't make me get upset, because ain't like nobody
1: no browns Excuse me? Well, you talking about what my team at was? At least Jerry Jones
0: ain't calling my players no
1: boys. Okay, now be okay. careful. Be careful, cause you just never know what's gonna come never out know. about yours. I ain't got no time. That's true. Um, oh, so while we're on racism in America, um, did you see the story about the gentleman named Frederick Taft and how he was murdered, um, at the park? So he's mm-hmm. at the park with his family, and he, um, his wife had gone to the restroom. She was coming from the restroom. He was going yes, to I the need. restroom, and older that man. was yes, older okay. gentleman. And um, that was the last time that they basically had an opportunity to interact with one another because, shortly after that, he was shot, um, and the assailant took off. But then it was said that three white men um, were seen writing KKK, like on some of the things in the park. Um, I think it's been covered since then. I don't think they found the assailant as well.
0: I'm just trying to understand why are they not considered a terrorist group?
1: Right. Uh I, I, I personally can't answer that question.
0: And another thing too, I feel like all of this that we hear and all of this that we intake into our psyches, I feel like it's just so damaging and it's so tiring and it's so... Exhausting to have to. I mean, like, look how long it's been that we've been dealing with the freaking KKK. Like, seriously? When they went and And they're more protected than we are when we protest. Right. And they had a whole freaking government branch to dismantle the Black Panther Party, but you can't even label this, these piece of shit people, a terrorist group. I can't, Mm -hmm. I just, it's mind boggling to me. And they've even started the whole thing up again. With the the black identity extremist, yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah. hell it is, some bullshit that they've come up with, and you still like the thing with 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 Nia Wilson, where um, I had posted from the um, San Francisco Chronicle, they did like a story on the Nia Wilson mm-hmm. murder, and basically said two, the headline said two lives going opposite directions crashed on the BART station, resulting in one death. That's how you're. That
1: that's how you're presenting that to people, I, I as if they got into that. an
0: argument or something. No, like, like that this is was not Florida, and they're doing
1: stand your ground, and then she lost her life because they were in a scuffle yeah. or something. That is awful. That's just awful, and the wordplay is intentional.
0: Yes, it is. And then they go on her Instagram and find a picture of her semi holding a gun, but mm-hmm. it was actually a phone case, right? But that's the picture.
1: And that then you apologize get. for it. But it's too late because that's the image that you've already put out. <sighs> it's tough out here. Um, you got anything else? Because I got like one more thing. No, I don't have anything else. So just um, on on the lines of racism still. And I kind of hate to end with this, but of course we're gonna move into something a little more positive. Um, but all is productive. <clears throat> so Emmett Till would have been seventy-seven. Um, This past week how he lived Um, And if you have elders that You know are still living Who are that age or older Then I hope that gives you some perspective Uh, So the Emmett Till story Is one of the stories that's always like really Close to me um, Close to my heart it gets me emotional It Mm -hmm. gets me angry Um, I often climb down the rabbit hole When reading about it so If you don't know who Emmett Till is Or what happened He was living in Chicago came to visit or was sent to visit his uncle in Mississippi over the summer. Um, there was a store that he went into, I'm Just you just know, giving you the short of it, owned by the family of Carolyn Bryant. Um, Carolyn was at the store that day. Carolyn's husband's name is Roy. And um, so he was said to have whistled at her and been flirting with her. I think there are statements where she's saying uh, he grabbed her around the waist and was saying obscenities to her. And things of that nature. So, Roy Bryant and his half brother, J.W. Willem, went and dragged this boy from his uncle's house while he's visiting for the summer, Um, which I would not want to see it, but I'm always curious to like what that scene looked like. Where was was everyone? Was the uncle there? I can't remember if the uncle was there or if the the adults were at work because you know how that goes with kids and stuff. but, yeah, they so they basically abducted him because he was a child from his uncle's home. They beat him down. They mutilated his body. And then if that wasn't enough, they shot him in the face. Mm-hmm. And if that wasn't enough, they drowned him in the Tallahatchie River after that. That is very extreme. Uh, Emmett was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So 14 is what some people turn... 14 in the eighth grade, and some of that some eighth graders are in middle school. So it's either like you're either fourteen in middle school or you're fourteen as a freshman in high school. Anyway, um now Lewis and Mamie Till are were his parents. Mamie is by far like one of the strongest women I never met because she saw that body and she demanded that it be a public funeral. Mm-hmm. And that they have an open casket so the world could see what they did to her baby. Um, so, Roy and JW were acquitted in 1955 by all-white jewelry. And because of Double Jeopardy, you know how, like, you can't be tried for the same crime twice. The, not even a year later, they admitted their crimes mm-hmm. and everything that they did to Emmett Till in um, Look Magazine. Like, that is nuts to me. And then, of course... Years later, Carolyn came out and said that she fabricated a lot of her story. Um and if you guys have been to the National Museum of African American Hit Culture and History. History and Culture, then his original casket is now there. It was originally donated to the Smithsonian. But um,
0: mercy. And that incident is really what really what catapulted the civil rights movement like that was the start of it and it's very reminiscent of how the death of Trayvon sparked the Black Lives Matter movement it's very very reminiscent right boys um basically killed by racists right who got away with it and it just it just sparked um a revolution then and I feel like with Trayvon exactly but the, the sad thing is that it's still happening. And mm-hmm. that we're even talking about something All similar. All these many years later. That is continuing to
1: happen. 60-something years later. Yeah. True story. That's rough. I just had to mention it because I know his birthday passed. And I didn't get a chance to say anything mm-hmm. or m- missed it last week. And so, um, because I'm so passionate about the story.
0: And I um, think we, m- did we mention before that they're reopening the case? Yes, But we what did. are they going to do?
1: And, right. What are they gonna is do? Is anybody going to jail? Because are you gonna the, hold anybody accountable? Because
0: the the men are both dead. Right. So is Carolyn still alive? Yeah, she's, she's like, still alive. So that she could they could get her for like conspiracy or something like. But she's they're not gonna put her in jail. No. So what's the point? Right. His mom is gone. Right. He's gone. What what's gonna happen? Wasted. Just stupid. Just ridiculous.
1: Oh, I know something I can um. I can end on something a little more positive. Okay. So, one of my favorites.
0: Who's your favorite? Because you got a new favorite every uh-uh. day. I got f- different favorites for different things. Tiffany be having favorites. Uh-uh. That I don't be knowing that much. you my favorite, Courtney. Woo! <laughs> Courtney be your favorite. Yeah, Courtney be my favorite. <laughs> so. Courtney a lot of people's favorites, but
1: they be faking. Yeah, but I'm not. You ain't. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, one of my favorite podcasters who started out as a vlogger, mm-hmm. an excellent comedian, um, and one half of the read, Kid Fury, yes, out of New York, is teaming up with Lena Waithe, which you know, we love her on this yes, show. We've the talked shot. about her several times. Um, Kid Fury actually came to Charlotte last summer. This is when I first moved here. Came last summer. I went to the show um, over at Queens. He was knock dead, hilarious. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go to the read live. Not been able to make a show yet, but I'm sure I'll be able to. Um, but anyway, Lena Waithe is nonstop right now. Um, they are developing a new HBC <laughs> HBCU oh, HBO. Oh, uh, uh, don't do that. I, I did not- That's how rumors get started. HBO comedy series. Um, and Lena will be producing it. So, I'm really excited about that. I don't know if you remember, but uh, Lena Waith was on Master of None on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's really my introduction to her. Um, and my favorite episode, or one of my favorite episodes, or parts rather, is whenever she was um, bringing her girlfriend to Thanksgiving dinner for the first time. Okay. And just having her family kind of walk through that. Um, with her being like openly gay, you know what I mean? And so it was hilarious, but it was well played Mm -hmm. in that a lot of people could relate. Yeah. Whether you were the person who was coming out to your family or if you had already come out, but this was the first time you were bringing a significant other home, Mm -hmm. or if you were the family member who was trying to understand, like it was just a comedic way to bring some understanding to the subject. So. Gotcha. Really good. If you haven't had an opportunity to check it out, Master of None is excellent show. Well written. Oh, and Lena Waithe is she produces The Shy. Yes, yeah, The Shy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Kid Fury has is now on Dear White People. Yes, which Lena I was
0: on this season too. Mm-hmm.
1: So all these great things coming from great people, great Black people that we love. So congratulations to the both of them. I can't yes. wait to see. You know, how it turns out. And I can't wait to see everything that comes after.
0: It's going to be good. Because I know it is. Kinsbury is hilarious. Yes. He's creative. Yes. So, Amazing. I'm excited and just, it will be good. I think it, it's just good to see people expose all these different facets of life. Yes. Be it homosexuality or, you know, blackness or being awkward, being an awkward black girl, awkward mm-hmm. black boy, whatever. I think it's good to shed light into these because it's not what the mainstream projects. It's like, you got to be perfect. You got to be thin. You got to be blonde. You got to be white. You got to be, be heterosexual. Rich. And yeah. Mark. You got to be heterosexual. And that's not true tea for everybody. It's says. Just like, not. that is not the business for everybody. Like everybody has different experiences. And I think it's, it increases awareness and acceptance when you're able to have those stories told to the masses from people who have actually been in those situations.
1: Yes. I'm so glad that you, you phrased it that way, especially regarding awareness and acceptance. Cause you know, here at the Culture Shock Podcast, we're always trying to make sure that our listeners get a little bit smarter and have a little bit more knowledge every time they leave us. That's right. So, I want to talk about
0: some big old words. Big old words, honey, that people be like, man, I don't even know what that means, sis. Exactly. We about to tell you. We finna. We, we finna. finna tell you. We fixin' to tell you. Finna so, on the list. Uh, <laughs> finna. F-I-N-N-A. Finna. We finna tell you, sis. Right. So, it started. And bro. Hey bro. And all y'all.
1: <laughs> and them. Um, so I think it started out with LGB and then it went to LGBT and now it's LGBTQ, and now it's
0: LGBTQP. I heard somebody and say L- other LGBTQ elemental <laughs> Cute. Because I don't know. Cute. It's a lot of them.
1: But that's okay. Whether it's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, queer, pansexual. Like we are about to give you the rundown. Um of what these words mean what some of these words mean and how they relate to the people that you know and 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 love or new friends that you haven't met yet so that you can better understand once you do meet them yeah okay um so I wanted to start off with and forgive me I might jump around a little bit but let's just start off with transgender yes
0: because I think a lot of people um think that in order to be transgender, that you ne- you have to have had, um, like uh, gender assignment surgery, like yes. re- reassignment surgery, like and that's not necessarily the case. Correct. Because not everybody that is transgender has had gender reassignment surgery. That is correct. So, what is transgender? So, transgender, by definition, is a person
1: whose sense of personal identity and gender does not correspond with their birth sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. So an example would be a male-born woman or a female-born man. Um, examples would be like, um, dang, who is it? Emmy nominee. Laverne. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said that. Laverne Cox was the first openly transgender person to be featured on the time on Time magazine. Um, people would know Laverne Cox if you watch Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Laverne plays Sophia Bursett the hairstylist um and laverne actually has a twin brother named marcus i don't think i don't know if people know that because i heard somebody say one time like oh laverne played dual roles remember like when they do the flashbacks to the wife and the son coming and or before laverne went to jail Mm -hmm. that is actually laverne's twin brother marcus playing that role
0: also janet Mock hmm um who is beautiful and she's actually one of the producers for the show that um our guest that we had on um rudy j mentioned um janet Mock was actually one of the producers and writers of pose yep so isis king from america's next top model
1: season yes, 11 and Ices. 17
0: i loved um isis mm-hmm. uh-huh amaya scott
1: who is beautiful yes um, and in the bomb star yes she um, be playing star. that role mm-hmm and jay kelly who is r kelly's youngest child would be an example of
0: someone who is transgender but has not had surgery gotcha so that's the difference between transgender um and well no that's just just transgender transgender. and
1: a transgender person can be straight gay bisexual etc right which i know is difficult in itself so we may have to recap on a different episode but just go with us here (laughs) <laughs> also okay. i
0: wanted to say that transgender can also someone can qualify as a transgender if they were born a hermaphrodite, hermaphrodite right so that too because you are born both both and you don't you could not identify with what was chosen for you right. right so then at that point you would choose the other right
1: yeah thank you for saying that because i totally forgot That's this, all right. this is why this is why i love you I got you, you got me We got I each other got you, I got you Um. Okay, so trans, uh, That is transgender Transsexual is different That's where I was going, I was getting ahead of myself Okay <laughs> Transsexual by definition is someone who Emotionally and psychologically Feels like they belong To the opposite sex A desire to change their gender by way of Surgery Can be of sexual orientation Including straight bisexual or gay etc as well
0: okay moving along moving
1: along so that's emotional and psychologically yes um i actually have um i wanted to talk about androsexual because Mm -hmm. just you know i know it doesn't come up often Mm -mm. but androsexual is anyone who has sexual feelings towards males or Or anyone who is male-gendered, okay? So, when we're talking about, like, the previous um, discussion regarding transgender, Mm -hmm. like, if a person was born a female, but she identifies as male, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and someone is attracted to that person, even though she was born female, whether she's had the surgery or not, that person, that person is still considered androsexual. Mm. So examples of andro, an androsexual. One of my favorites is actually um, Brandon Scott Sessions also known as B Scott. Okay. Um, who is gender nonconforming? And he um, went to
0: Carolina, I think.
1: I think so too. Yeah. I know it was in North Carolina. Yeah, he, he went
0: to Carolina. And
1: shout out to my LBG, um, Stephanie Price Jones, who went to Winston Salem State. For putting me on to B. Scott way back in the day when I used to um, come from class and go to her room so that we could watch the videos. Mm -hmm. So B. Scott has been out here for a long time. Talking about keeping that same energy a long time. And I
0: know he had a whole fiasco with BET.
1: Didn't they? They made him change his clothes and put on wingtip shoes. That was. When when you
0: know how you know his personality. This is why you hired
1: him. him. That 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 upsets me because you hired him for this reason, and then you made him change his clothes, and I kind of hate that he did it. But I don't know what the contract says. So.
0: Another person that I feel can kind of um, play up the androgyny is Ruby Rose. Mm-hmm. That's on *Ordinary's the New Black*. Mm-hmm. With all the ta- with the tattoos, she has a short hair, and she she kind of looks like a guy, but she's not. She just has that androgynous look about her to where it's just. Is she got she girl is
1: That's she not That's true. Yeah. Now let's let's d- discuss that cuz an an androgynous person is someone who you the sex is indeterminate by like appearance. Right. So other Scott, I mean other Scotts. B Scott is also considered androgynous. Grace Jones, people mm-hmm. consider her androgynous. Um Jay Davidson uh, from the Crying Game. Mm-hmm. and while we're speaking on androgyny shout out to Nikki Eason, uh, who does um, Mogul Moments and okay. is the creator of Androgynous Model they actually film it here in Charlotte and she is a Winston-Salem State University graduate they're actually getting ready to start season 3 sometime okay. soon so androgynous models are um, highlighted and encouraged to compete um, with one another on the
0: show So. Okay. and so anyone that is attracted to that would be andro. Anyone who is attracted to
1: males or male gender are androsexual. Okay. But but I like say if I just walked into a room and you couldn't tell if I was a boy or a girl just by the way I look, my appearance, my hair, my attire. If you have to turn around and go, is that a boy or a girl? Then I'm androgynous. I right. could be heterosexual, but I could still be androgynous. Gotcha. Okay, I know you're going to hate this.
0: Yeah, I know, and I don't even, this shouldn't even be on there, but go
1: ahead. So you know what I'm getting ready to say next? Yeah, I know what you're about to say. Transracial.
0: Bye.
1: I knew. So an example of transracial um, would be a European-American like Rachel Dozal who Mm -hmm. identifies as black or um, like a white that, I don't know, I can't remember his name, but the white guy who identifies as Filipino.
0: What? it's weird i
1: know um when,
0: a white guy who identifies as filipino
1: yes the hell out of so here. when they assert a racial identity for themselves different from their birth ethnicity um so many thoughts and feelings because i've also <laughs> read an article that kind of made oh me say God. well i do believe that transracial is a thing as it pertains to identity based on your environment uh, but not in the way that Rachel Dolezal is saying like, oh, I'm black because I believe that I'm black.
0: And I, I have the same struggle. And I think that, yeah. like, you know, you always had those people that like, they living in a neighborhood that may be white or something, but they just there and so that's just them, but they don't go around saying, I'm, I'm transracial, racial, I'm right. black. Like, no. Right. You're not, boo. <laughs> it's just It's just kind of
1: crazy. Now, they do call this transracial. Um, I haven't done enough research to, like, assert my full belief on the matter yet. But when white families complete the adoption of children of color or adoptees of color raise a child of a different race, um, I've grown to know that as transracial by definition because that's what they call it. But... So when, so you mean to tell me the process, not that those people get to call themselves transracial, oh. but like adopting or being the adoptee of someone of a different race and then raising that child, they call that transracial. But that's not even what happened with Rachel Dozal. Rachel is white. No. She was born white. She was raised by white parents and she says that she's black.
0: And where is kinky curly wigs. <laughs> Get
1: the hell out of here, girl. And and to the welfare system. Right. Um, <laughs> so Bye. actual transracial identity has more to do with a the conversation mi- that we actually have to have on, like, intersectionality and all that. Um, but that pertains to, like, rearing identity, cultural impact, et cetera.
0: Right.
1: Gotcha. So, I'm sorry.
0: You got anything else to no, say? No, I'm done with that. Rachel? Because it's a... Load of crap. I'm done with that. Okay. I'm 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 <laughs> done with Rachel and transracial.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, so some of these next ones are really important because I think I talked to you um last week about how like Alani was here and I was having discussions with her and on her age level, she's nine getting ready to turn ten and we were just talking about prejudice and racism and all of those things. So let's start with xenophobia. Mm-hmm. So if you are xenophobic, you show dislike of or prejudice against people from other countries.
0: Intents are irrational. Yes. Dislike.
1: Um, we we also refer to these people as bigots, which you'll hear again um in this show, nationalists and um isolationists.
0: Yeah. And nationalists is 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 a word that has been used by, basically, white supremacists mm-hmm. to, to just... It's just a plain word, the semantics. It's basically xenophobia right. and white supremacists. Right, White supremacy is yeah. what xenophobia is.
1: So, even in, like, the housing system or schooling system or serving, mm-hmm. you know, people who have come from different countries, especially, like, those who have strong accents and then you always, you, you know, you're sneering or you have something smart to say or you're prohibiting them from the same opportunities that people from your country are afforded, you know, every day. Um, just basic human rights. Or the
0: microaggressions when you when you see someone who you think may not be from this country and mm-hmm. you say, where are you from? Right. And they say, oh, I'm from here. No, where are you really from? Like, right. even that. Because, exactly.
1: I said I was from here. Yeah,
0: it's like you're trying to imply that, like, the otherism. Like, okay, where are you really from? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's being a xenophobe. Right. Because what does it matter? What are you talking about? Like, if I'm telling you this is where I'm from, why are you still questioning me? Right. Because you have in your mind, based on my appearance, that I'm not from here and that I'm from another country, which you have a problem with. And so you're going to try to force me Mm -hmm. to, I guess, basically, you know, solidify in your mind what you were thinking to, to justify your irrational thoughts
1: right speaking of microaggressions aggressions um i I was discussing with one of my friends who lives in san francisco this past weekend uh she was talking about how one of the executives um where she worked she doesn't work there anymore but one of the executives where she worked came and they were talking to her and they were basically like oh yeah i'm probably getting the place wrong but yeah i visited mexico you know blah 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 and she was like Okay, but but what the executive was implying was that she was Mexican without like bothering to dig deeper or ask her, just mind her business. And really, the friend is actually Afghan
0: mm.
1: or whatever. So it's like she's holding this full fledged conversation like out of the blue. It wasn't like they were talking about travel or they were specifically talking about like the region. She just came up to her and was like, "Yeah, I visited," at, trying to relate or acting like she related Try-
0: acting you know what, acting like she's trying to relate, or some people want to try to bait you into these questions and conversations so about you can say, immigration or the wall and this type of shit. Right. So she knew exactly what she was doing. I truly believe that. Because why do you just walk through somebody and say, oh, I've been to Mexico. Right. but you know, I could be Guatemalan or I could be Puerto Rican or Dominican or Cuban or Brazilian or mm-hmm. from Argentina. Like, right. what are you talking about? Right. Or from Afghanistan right I mean (laughs) or I could be from New Jersey like what are you talking
1: about ma'am exactly I could be from New Jersey and my mom and daddy could have been born there too
0: exactly so what are you talking about
1: my family could have been in this country longer than yours um but anyway xenophobia uh Islamophobia
0: which we all have come to know very well in the last few years
1: Mm -hmm. especially since what 9-11 9-11 yeah Mm -hmm. 9-11-2001 2001? 2001? Yeah, 2001. So Islamophobia is the fear, hatred of, or prejudice against the Islamic religion or Muslims generally, especially when seen as a geopolitical force or the source of terrorism. So, I don't think that that warrants too much discussion. Yeah, you guys know what fear of islam fear of muslims fear of people who have you know their heads wrapped or have a certain you know skin complexion um is so that's uh, islamophobia racism which we talk about all the time on this show yes so racism is prejudice discrimination or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior or bigotry um and i just want to we we've discussed this before and i know you probably have a lot to say about it but racism is systemic in nature yes it results in discrimination and prejudice towards people um based on their race or you know ethnicity so when it comes to job opportunities like i said earlier one of the other definitions housing education fair treatment regarding goods and services Et cetera. Um, but it's all based on the thought that specific human traits and bloodlines make one group inherently
0: superior than the other one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and those who are racist, like you said, have the power to negatively affect the lives of those whom they are racist towards. So that's why it's always it makes me cringe when people who are non-black want to say it's reverse racism Mm -hmm. because historically and systemically we cannot oppress you with our prejudice and our bias right now we can have those things but they're not gonna you know other than maybe giving you a dirty look or you know if we got some little sandwich shop you come in there and don't get it okay but we can't prevent you as a whole from Getting a home loan right. or, you know, getting a fair rate for a car loan or getting into a university or um, being able to get married at the courthouse. Those types of systemic things or make laws that prevent a group of people from thriving. Correct. That's what racism is.
1: Correct. It's so funny because yesterday or maybe it was this morning, I saw a post um, asking and it was like from a, a like a black excellence account uh-huh. and it was a post asking people if black people could be racist and I saw a couple of black people saying yes and if you don't think that we can then you're ridiculous and they just were going in and I'm just staring at the post like I don't even have the energy to reply to these but don't. you're wrong <laughs>
0: don't. I didn't even want
1: to click on them to see how old they were don't because
0: I had to stop my twitter fingers earlier today mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't have time to argue with you. Correct. Because when I look at your Instagram, clearly all you have time to do is argue about the pictures that you're posting. <laughs> and I don't have the energy to give to you. So good day, ma'am.
1: Exactly. Sir, sir, ma'am.
0: Good day, sir, ma'am.
1: Right. Now, if we want to talk about prejudice, that is preconceived opinions, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not based on reason or actual experience, just bias and predisposition. Mm-hmm.
0: Like stereotypes.
1: Yeah. So we can... Anybody can be prejudiced. There can be prejudice against people of color, prejudice against white people, prejudices against certain religions, genders,
0: sexual orientation, all of
1: it, ageism, mm-hmm.
0: all that kind of stuff.
1: Yep. And then when we get down to like racial and gender bias, prejudice also plays a role in that. So mm-hmm. it's prejudice in favor of or against one thing. So biases are not always a bad thing, right? Sometimes you get favor because someone is biased towards you Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: which black people can be what bias as well yes we can be biased we can be prejudiced um we can even be bigots because bigotry just means an intolerance towards those who hold different opinions from oneself exactly so we can we can hold we we can in a sense be bigots Mm -hmm. but we cannot be racist (laughs) we we cannot be racist that's so true but that's all i gotta say about that one um misogyny
1: is another one that i i hear people get mixed up a lot of times it's just kind of weird um because it's pretty straightforward it's contempt for or ingrained prejudice specifically against women
0: which is rampant in the world
1: Truly. I mean it it's misogyny as is as ingrained, especially I can't even say especially in America. From a cultural standpoint, worldwide there are very few um, systems that are matriarchal mm-hmm. in the world. So and I'm gonna talk about patriarchy motherland. Right. I'm we'll talk about patriarchy in a second. Um but yeah, most places are rooted in misogyny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, even America
0: yeah
1: so I mean if you think about what was that show Mad Men I don't know if I I've only it. watched like two episodes but I know that it was really popular so if you just go back and watch Mad Men or think about like how women were treated in the 40s or the 50s or whatever 60s like we're just now for me I'm just now seeing where we're coming out of
0: yeah
1: heavy misogyny and maybe it's still there it's just redirected but
0: it's still I, it's still there. Um and and what really drives me crazy is when I see these I see black men that are just so misogynistic. Mm-hmm.
1: They're pro black but they're anti woman and they don't even realize And it. don't even
0: realize it and just some of the just the logic. Just their logic is so twisted. Right. It's it's actually sad because they're gonna go on and marry women who allow that and then they're gonna raise Raise sons and daughters who who they wouldn't want nobody they wouldn't want anyone to treat their daughter that way right but they're okay with treating other daughters and sisters and mothers that way but their daughters will allow it because that's how they've been reared yes like how can you love women but not really love women right it's like I, okay I ain't gonna
1: get on to that okay different different subject for a different day different day so patriarchy is also systemic yes then it's kind of like racism um it's a system of society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it so it doesn't mean that we don't exist it just means that our voices are smaller um an example of that is like um like, even in the Americas, like, when men are the decision makers on, like, rape, like, mm-hmm. how rape is handled, or um, life versus choice, or periods, or, you know, health relations, or the taxes on, you know, our personal products, um, any of those subjects regarding women, education, etc., mm-hmm. um they largely affect women, but we have little or no say. So, in my opinion, nearly everything in America is rooted in patriarchy. Yes. Um, Church. Yep. Everything. Um, Navajo in America, they're matriarchal. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Danes are matriarchal. The Thai are matriarchal. I'm trying to think. The Nubians of Sudan mm-hmm. are matriarchal. All of those, but um, and those are just some I can think of off the top of my head, but in general, the world has been patriarchal, yeah, historically.
0: And where has
1: it gotten us? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed one of the sexuals pansexual, yes. my bad. Um, so pansexual, um, your girl,
0: Janelle Monet, yes,
1: I was just gonna say that Janelle Monet identifies as pansexual, as pansexual
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, so I think some people are saying well then she's just bisexual no it's like, no, not the same
1: thing pansexual is interesting because it's not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex gender or gender identity where for example like bisexual indicates the attraction to two genders
0: mm-hmm.
1: and pansexual is the attraction to all or several yes
0: No matter what they are or what they
1: identify with. So, just to be clear, um, a pansexual can be um, attracted to a heterosexual person or a homosexual person, a bisexual person, a transgender person, a transsexual person, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: another pansexual person. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. I could have been born a woman had the surgery to switch over to have male parts and then still like women and a pansexual would like me might like me or all of that could have happened, but I could decide to be with men after having had the surgery. A pansexual will still accept me. Like it's just, it's basically the fluidity. Exactly. When you hear people talk about fluidity,
0: yeah,
1: they're usually talking about pansexuals. Yep. Ooh. Um, do you have any any others? No.
0: That's I, pretty much it.
1: I do have one other one I want to address, and that's kind of classism, classism and casteism.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, which are basically the same thing. It's prejudice against or in favor of people belonging to a, a particular social class, which we can see that, you know, maybe like um, in the past in Germany or something like that, you could use heavier examples, but you can even see it in America today. You, you know, if you got more money, you're treated a, a different way. Um, All of these have been important Um, because of the racial divide, the gender divide. Um, we're divided in the black community over minor things like how we define ourselves, uh, which is nobody's business, but our own, Mm-mm. not even the people who love us. Um, Most people get, to tell you know another person scratch that I said what I said it's nobody's business but but your own mm-hmm. like who you identify as how you identify as as long as you're not negatively or adversely rather affecting people what does it matter but it's really important to know the definitions know what they mean know how to identify people and then respect people according to how they, they wish identify, to identify how they
0: wish to identify not as how, how you, you wish, wish to identify, identify them. them that's where the, the problem comes into play as exactly. well well you look like a XYZ so that's what you, it's, none right. it's that's none not none right that's not right business it's not right it's whatever they choose to because what I always want to question people who have this strong Reaction to someone who doesn't identify with what they you feel as though sh- as they should like why is that bothering you right like what is it taking any food out of your mouth is it taking any money out of your pocket mm-hmm. like why is it bother you and if a- somebody said I'm an alien okay sis right like what did that got to do with me right not a thing as long as you don't come over here with no foolishness okay <laughs> stay up, stay over there on Mars where you at don't Keep come your- over here popping off <laughs> like I mean I don't get it.
1: I understand a little bit um, that so many people have been reared to think a certain way about non-traditional people, but I just urge you that are listening to think again, revisit your thought process, identify the whys, um, because it's discriminatory. It just is. And if you've ever experienced discrimination on any level, whether it's because you're black, a woman, handicapped, like no matter what that discrimination was, then just revisit how you look at and treat and talk about and think about other people It's rooted in fear and it's rooted in privilege and it's not helpful um, to our prosperity.
0: No, like it's not helpful to move us forward together not. because there's so much stuff going on that, you know, and I hate to be cliche, but one thing I did like about Hillary's campaign was her slogan stronger together because we are. Was Why? that her slogan? I say that all the time. The I did not together. know that. Yeah. Because, I mean, what am I going to argue with you, be mad at you and not communicate with you and not be willing to work with you because you are, you were born a woman and identify as a man and sleep with whoever. Like, What does that have to do with the bigger picture of what it is we're all trying to accomplish?
1: Exactly. And what I posted something not too long ago that basically said um, black, black Lives Matter means all black lives. It it means all of these people, whether they're, you know, Islamic, whether whether they're Muslim or whether they're transgender or bisexual, like, or no matter what class they're in. If you have a million dollar home and you're a black person, somebody who had to purchase a $50,000 home or renting or whatever, Homeless. homeless, like, we are stronger together. It matters. So just... We, we did this today because we want you to reconsider how you look at black life in general or how you look at lives in general. Yeah. Stop. Stop it. Stop,
0: <laughs> shit. Just, just stop just the stop. madness.
1: Anyway, anything else?
0: Mm, that's it for the, for,
1: the, for the meat and potatoes. Well, I appreciate it. Um. So, per usual, I want to know, what were your inspirations or what was funny to you this week?
0: Um, well, I'm going to switch it up this week and I'm going to just do my inspiration and my good word in one. Okay. I'm not going to actually do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you know that Lauren Hill has been on tour and there was some issues and she ended up canceling the tour. Um, it's going to, well, postponing the tour and it's going to reconvene in the fall. And this was her 20 year reunion tour for the miseducation of Lauren Hill. So I was listening to a fellow podcast. Um, well, it, I mean, I don't know them, but they're a culture podcast, too. And it's called Still Processing. And they're two culture writers for the New York Times. And they were discussing basically the mythology of Lauren Hill. Right. Um, and the rise and perceived fall from stardom. And I always get into it about Lauren Hill because I just feel like she was way, 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 way before her time. Like, Truly. She was just well before before her time. And um, you know, they just kind of discuss like the impact of the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Um even to this day with Drake using it. It was is basically the crux of Nice for What is is Lauren Hill's X Factor. Right. Um even Cardi B references um um X Factor in um what's the song? Be careful. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, and they brought it, brought the topic up in an interesting way, basically saying that, you know, people assume that Lauren became famous and couldn't take it. Um, but really and truly, if you listen to Lauren speak in her interviews, she was doing all she could to prevent from being consumed by fame and, right, and basically right. rebelled against. She the got a song called Rebel. Exactly. So it's just like, well, did Lauren really get consumed by this, or did she say, no f that? I'm not. I do what I want. I do, do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like y'all don't put no time constraints on me. If the energy ain't right, I ain't, I do what I want to do. Right. And I think that's a, her way of keeping her sanity and control over her space. And so they they had a tidbit of an interview where she basically said, and this is why I'm going into my inspiration and in good word. And so. Um, Because this is something that I deal with all the time. It's just really wondering, like, if I'm going the right way. Mm -hmm. And I think me and you talked about this before we started recording. But in the interview, they used a clip where she said, um, there's there's always those moments where you feel like you're doing something wrong. Um, But she said, you know, when you think about a car, it's like, why would a car have a steering wheel if you couldn't just turn around? And so that is my good word for today. Like, if you are, you feel like you're going on the wrong path, you feel like you're lost, you don't know what's going on, you can always just turn around. Just stop and turn around. Like, as long as you're living, it's a chance to get back on the right path. Um, and so that was just something that really stuck with me to, um, on this week is, you know, that word from Lauren Hill, because if you go back and listen to her, to her interviews, like, it's so many gems like she she's a brilliant mind and I think that a lot of people get trapped in their situations and they feel like it's no way out and they can't pull themselves up or they can't make a a a switch from a bad decision but you can always turn your life around you can always make your situation better as long as you're here breathing so I like that That thank you for sharing
1: I do want her to like Consider people and how far they've traveled and to money. see her. And yeah, that money now that is-
0: I, now now that is true. Right. But I can see in the context of what they were trying to say. Now it ain't right for her to just be canceling shows. Right. And people that flew and did all this kind of stuff, which <laughs> she didn't do that to me because I went three times and it was fine. Oh my god. But yes, Lauren, you can't be making. Listen, when you deal with Lauren Hill, you better get insurance on your tickets, on all your tickets, right? And get you a hotel that you can cancel up 24 hours, <laughs> so just in case. Lauren had one of her moments. You can get your money back. Right. But that was my inspiration and my good word all for. Love the it.
1: Week. Well, my I will do them at the same time, but they they don't coincide. I think I've already basically done my inspiration. Whenever I talked about Kid Fury and Lena Waith. Mm-hmm. and just want to reiterate that success doesn't come to people um, overnight, and usually you lose it. The way that you got it. And so, you know, people will see Kid Fury on um, television now and see that he's, you know, about to work with Lena Wade, mm-hmm. you know, who's already award winning and is about to, you know, do a HBC. Why do I keep saying that? HBO. <laughs> I love my HBCU, honey. I love my school, Um, but HBO series and everything and think like, man, I want to be there. But when you see people doing excellent work, just remind yourself that you have permission to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Both Lena Waithe and Kid Fury and even like um, Crystal, who is also the other half of the read. They've been working for years. And I think I was sharing with you before we started recording how um, looks like Beyonce invited them. They talk about mm-hmm. Beyonce. Kid Fury jokingly does the blue voice on their show all the time. It's it's adorable, um, but invited them to on the run, mm-hmm. and it's just like. But they've been putting in hours and hours of hard work and traveling and. Where my
0: invite? <laughs>
1: You ain't got there yet, but just know whenever mm-hmm. you get there, you know, it'll be your time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, So, that was just a reminder for me. I was very inspired by that, and I love to see people winning. Yeah, I'm rooting for everybody black. Um, <laughs> um, But my, what is it? Oh, my good word actually came from uh, the listener that I was talking about earlier, time. Yeah, And when we were in San Francisco, we had this conversation at the top of her visit that just discussed, uh, or... Talked about living in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I'm always trying to capture the moment. Okay. And not so much for myself, but for other people. And I kept hearing her say that even when we weren't in instances where we weren't together. So I took a couple pictures, but not nearly the amount of photos that I usually take or Mm -hmm. post or, you know, pass along to other people. And I even remember after the field day activities. My supervisor was like, you don't have more pictures than that? What about the football game? Because that's what they're used to. But I was in the moment. So, like, now I have all the memories and that felt good. So, I just want to remind people that sometimes, like, yes, you want pictures. Take one or two so that you can remember that. So, it can be a time stamp for you. But don't spend the whole time, kind of like when we go to concerts and people are in their phones the recording whole the time. whole time. Like, snap, snap a couple of them, um, a couple of your favorite songs that you're singing or whatever, and then put the phone down.
0: Yes, because I'm about to tell y'all, if you think I'm about to be posting all my on the run stuff, you're wrong. You can buy your ticket. Right? Because I ain't showing y'all nothing. <laughs> but right.
1: right. Not for My own way. ticket. Hey. <laughs> so anyway, that's it. Just just remember to live in the moment. And that's from me by way of time. Anything you nice. don't want the people to forget?
0: Yes. Um, if you didn't watch on Monday, July 30th, the Trayvon Martin story is now on the Paramount Network and BET and it's called Rest in Power. Very important that we support these types of documentaries so that they can keep being made and shedding light on um, our stories because this is a very important um, part of our history. Um, recently, the the Trayvon Martin Case really sparked the Black Lives Matter movement and, and just set that revolution on fire. So we need to support people that are um, putting these documentaries together. Jay-Z is the um, executive producer. Mm-hmm. And not just Jay-Z, because I think that people, I mean, everybody knows that I love Jay-Z and Beyonce, but right, right, right. they employ hundreds of other Black people. Black people that work on these documentaries. And also just getting this story out there and keeping Trayvon and his family's legacy in the forefront of our minds. So don't forget that. Also, um, I talk about this all the time and I'm gonna keep saying it until it gets here. We have to vote in November, November. Um, is the midterm elections for North Carolina and each of North Carolina's 13 seats in the Republican controlled House of Representatives is up for uh, election.
1: Exactly. That is very symbolic
0: as well as every seat in the GOP controlled North Carolina General Assembly. That's right. So, it is very important that we vote and that you get everybody that you know to register to vote. Um if you were not aware, I know I mentioned um, visiting the Um, voter um, site for your particular state or county, but also you can go to rockthevote.org and you can enter in your information. It will tell you whether or not you're registered or not in what county um, and city, and also it will show you all of the rules and regulations for your state. Right. So, rockthevote.org. It'll show you if you're registered, and if not, it'll take you through the steps to get registered so we can rock the vote this November 2018. Love it. Thank you Especially in North Carolina. Love it. What Um, you got, boo?
1: Just um, one other thing along the lines of documentary. So Killer Curves is actually coming out on Wednesday, August the 8th. That's one week from the day you guys are hearing this show. It's going to come on on BET at 10 p.m. I'm telling you a week in advance because I really want you to be prepared to sit down and watch it or at least record it so that you can go back and watch it. It's produced by Lala Anthony. Um, And it's just talking about like women and our bodies and how we're made to believe that we're not enough. And so women are going to get these surgeries and these butt implants and everything. And so it's specific because I don't know if you've seen the clips, but they actually show they have like women on there who have had the surgery done by her surgeries. Well, it's not in the clip, but she (laughs) may. I don't know. I'm like, but I'm just saying K. Michelle is on there. And she, like, she can be heard in the clip going in depth on, like, how awful the experience was. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lady on there, I, I'm I'm not aware of who she is, but she actually shows the camera, like, how she almost lost her life. It looks like she's got two prosthetic legs, mm-hmm. and then there's one lady who said you could stick your fist, like, where the hole blew out. And she actually shows us. So, it's a really in-depth look. Um, and, you know, if you have an opportunity to watch, just watch. Like it's really important that we start valuing our lives over what uh, social media tells us or tells, like, the people around us we're supposed to look like because that's the a man. lot of undue pressure. I didn't want to say that, but it's true. The men. Right. We're we're regular human beings. We have regular lives. We age. You know what I mean? And it's important to try to be healthy. Doctors will tell you, stay physically fit. But even when you go to the doctor, the little scale that they have... um.
0: The BMI. For you to look
1: at, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes based on your height, that's that's even unrealistic. Yes, and
0: the build, the the um, your body build. Right, they're
1: basing that off of a, a European standard, and that's not me trying to tell you like, oh, you don't have to worry about your health because you do. We've talked about that several times on the show, but just
0: go, context. Go more off of how you feel. Right, listen your to lab your body. Marks. Listen you know your lab values listen to your body listen to any symptoms that you may have now you know i mean it's not 100 accurate but your the normal bmi is supposed to be i think 29 or below mm-hmm. now if yours is like 50 then you clearly know that you obese you need to work come on a
1: little bit but
0: you know if it's 29.5 30 and you are still a good size you're fit that could just be muscle so you have to take you got to look at yourself holistically. Okay, right. look at the the big picture of what's going on with your health and how you feel. Um, another thing that I want to mention, since we are talking about documentaries, there's a documentary on Netflix. It's called The Bleeding Edge, and it basically talks about um, the the medical device industry, which is a four hundred billion dollar industry, and how it's profit driven, and about a lot of the the products. And devices that we're putting into our bodies are not even thoroughly tested by the FDA. So, if you get a chance, watch that. Um, because I don't know, you know, like with with a lot of guys who listen to our podcast, it may not affect you directly right now. But there are, you know, there, there are things on there about like prosthetic hips and knees, um, contraceptive devices. And then if you have parents, you know, that are getting knee and hip replacements, it's just good to... To have someone that's knowledgeable if they're not healthcare savvy. So, take a look at that um, on Netflix whenever you get a chance. If you're bored and just want to, you know, do something different for an hour or two. Fantastic.
1: There's been a lot of information disseminated on this show today.
0: Girl, my brain is tired.
1: That's okay because it's gone from us to them.
0: Yes. And I, listen, govern yourselves Accordingly. accordingly.
1: <laughs> um you know you guys can find us every day on social media instagram twitter facebook at the culture shock podcast on soundcloud google play itunes we're there make sure you give us a rating or talk to us on there we can we can see what you say on soundcloud so hit us up sometime or you can always email us at black culture shock at gmail.com that's black at gmail.com anything else you want to say to the people before we out
0: Wash your ass. No, was just like, <laughs> Don't be now going around. Now that's a good word. Listen, don't be going around stinking. It's hot. Wash your ass. Put on deodorant. <laughs> brush your teeth and quit staking. I was in the grocery store one day. Oh just my god. Got accosted by so much breath and ass. Wash, yo. Same experience people. on the airplane. Jesus. That that is the
1: same experience I had on the airplane. Breath.
0: Wash your
1: ass. I didn't like it. Breath and and blood. We'll talk to y'all next week. We out. I'm a girl named Tiffany. I'm Courtney B. We out. We out. Okay, okay.